Hello, my name is David Toman and I welcome you to the next episode of European Values Perspectives, where we invite experts from uh, security and foreign policy fields. My special guest today uh, is uh, Lieutenant General Koichi Izobe, who served for 35 years in the Japan Ground Self-Defense Force. Then he worked as a senior fellow in the Asia Center of Harvard University and at the Asia-Pacific Initiative Foundation. Uh, General Izobe is currently active as a strategic consultant. General, welcome and thank you for being here. Thank you very much for inviting me. Um, after February of 2022, Ukraine's integration into the EU and NATO ceased to be a subject of discussion and became a matter of survival. At least that's how most of the Ukrainians perceive their EU and NATO membership. According to recent surveys, more than 80% of Ukrainians support joining the EU as well as joining NATO. General Izobe, did you see the Russian invasion of Ukraine coming or was it a surprise to you? Yes, uh, as a strategist, uh, I make it a rule to think what is the worst case in a specific situation and then prepare for the worst. This is my basic principle. I do not care whether something happens or not, but I do care preparedness for the worst. Ten days before the Russian invasion of Ukraine, I tweeted as follows. Regarding the situation in Ukraine, I am not interested in whether or when Russia will invade, because only Putin can decide. Rather, we should think quickly about what Japan should do if Russia invades. There are three things to do. One, strengthening the defense posture of Japan. Second, qualifying the Japan's position against the invasion. Third, securing the supply chain, unquote. Thank you very much. Uh, and so how do you perceive the current situation on the front and how do you think it will develop in the upcoming weeks and months? Judging from the statements delivered by the senior leaders of Ukrainian government and military, and media reports, Ukraine forces have commenced offensive operations. During the past 16 months, Ukraine and Russia are now entering a critical phase. I don't say which side would overwhelm or not. As for Ukraine, I am keen on its forces' sustainability, how many artillery shells they have, and how much fuel the Ukrainian forces have in reserve because offensive operations demand enormous amount of logistic support. On the Russian side, I am keen on Russian soldiers' esprit du corps and its morale. I assume Russian forces are not strong and tough enough to repel Ukrainian offense. When the offensive operation uh, reaches its climax, these both factors could be decisive. Thank you. 
and um, of course given your uh, expertise and country of uh, origin how did the war in ukraine influence japan and its society yes it's a very good question and uh, my observation is a p- is as follows from the international politics point of view the war tells us that If one of the permanent members of the UN Security Council ignores the UN Charter and invades a neighbor by force, the UN Security Council will not function anymore. Second, the confrontation between the free and democratic group and authoritarian groups such as China and Russia over the war in Ukraine has become prominent and a confrontation between major powers similar to the Cold War structure is now emerging. Japan had enjoyed peace for 70 years since the end of the World War II, but they realized that the times are becoming more severe by the minute. Britain is an island nation with a similar geographical relationship to Japan, but all of Britain's neighbors are or are allies who share the same values. In contrast, Japan is surrounded by countries with different political regimes such as Russia, North Korea, and China. Again, this backdrop, Japan reviewed its national security strategy at the end of last year and decided to increase defense spending to 2% of GDP, so the double of the defense spendings. We can often hear from the Japanese government officials that Ukraine today could be East Asia tomorrow. This relates also to the no limits friendship declaration between Russia and China and uh, to their ongoing cooperation. So, how high is the risk that uh, China could invade Taiwan just like Russia invaded Ukraine? Yes, uh, comparing Ukraine and Taiwan, I can find the following uh, similarity and differences. What they have in common is that in both cases, one of the permanent members of the UN Security Council invades its neighbor by force. There are three differences. First, although Ukraine is a clear, independent and sovereign state, Taiwan's position under international law is delicate. Second, while Ukraine is connected to Russia by land, Taiwan is separated from communist China by sea. Thirdly, given the national interests of the United States, neither Ukraine nor Taiwan is an ally for the US. However, Taiwan is an island of geopolitical importance located right in the middle of the first island chain. Once Taiwan would be in Chinese hands, the People's Liberation Army, Navy and Air Force will be able to freely navigate the Western Pacific. In addition, Taiwan is also a production base for semiconductors. I believe that Taiwan is more important in the United States interests it would be wise for us to think these similarity and differences at first and then there is no doubt that china is also closely monitoring the war in ukraine both in its government and military 
and from the viewpoint of military rationality, it is reasonable for PLA to think that the military invasion of Taiwan is somewhat distant. The reason is that the PLA may recognize that considerable preparation is necessary to militarily capture Taiwan in view of the strong unity and economic sanctions of the West. The high attrition of the attacker side, namely Russia, and Ukraine's high defense awareness. Furthermore, unlike Ukraine, which is connected to the Russian land, there is a high hurdle to conquer Taiwan by force, which must cross the Taiwan Strait. However, from the perspective of political possibility or will, the invasion of Taiwan solely and precisely depends on President Xi Jinping's intentions. At the 20th Party Congress of the Communist Party of China in October 2022, President Xi's third term was confirmed, and all the standing committee members were solidified with Xi's yes-man. The most sensitive moment is when Xi misinterprets the U.S. domestic situation. That is the moment when Xi interprets that the United States is so domestically divided that it could not effectively decide to provide military support in the event of an invasion of Taiwan. Thank you for your uh, valuable insight. And uh, this moves us to the next question. Uh, the national defense strategy of Japan, adopted by the end of 2022, mentions the cooperation between Japan and the Czech Republic. Uh, specifically, it says, I quote, Japan will also reinforce collaboration with Central and Eastern European countries, including the Czech Republic and Poland countries that show interest in uh, strengthening their relationships with Japan. Uh, before I move on with my question, I want to appreciate the uh, Japanese attention to detail because uh, Czechs like to identify uh, themselves and Central Europeans, not uh, Eastern Europeans. So this attention to detail is something uh, other nations can learn uh, from Japan. Um, but moving back to the to the question, uh, at the same time, uh, the Czech Republic is now willing to deepen its cooperation with countries of the Indo-Pacific, as proven uh, by our very first national strategy focusing on this region. So, what do you think are the main areas in which the Czech Republic and Japan uh, can cooperate? Yes, uh, thank you very much for very, uh, you raised a very good uh, point, I think. And uh, I think it, it would be good to proceed with the followings. The first is the invigorating, invigoration of people-to-people exchanges. Uh, this uh, European Values Seminar Summit can be recognized as part of this effort. Uh, after all, Uh, by coming to Czech, uh, Czech Republic and exchanging views face-to-face, I can gain a deeper understanding of the Czech Republic's security perception and the situation in Ukraine in more detail. 
It is important to deepen exchanges between both institutions, such as the government, the Ministry of Defense, and the research institutes. I think the establishment of a NATO secretariat in Japan is a great thing. I am really looking forward to proceeding it. I think the exchange of military experts between the Czech Republic and the self defense forces is also meaningful. You can introduce each other's strengths. This effort is mutually beneficial to augment its forces' ability. It would be advantageous for this effort to be conducted between under the framework of NATO and the self defense forces rather than bilaterally. Finally, there is an option to establish the cooperative relationships in the area of defense equipment. This would require certain time to mutually understand respective intentions and capabilities. And if both parties share a common benefit, the one option is considered equipment transfer or joint development. Thank you very much.、Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for a very nice answer.、Uh, by that,、uh, you have uh, answered uh, all my questions,、uh, but because、uh We are really honored to have、uh, such a valuable guest here attending our summit.、Uh, of course, taking consideration,、uh, into consideration that it's a, it's a long journey、uh, from Japan. I myself uh, uh, u- uh, used to study in, in Tokyo, so it always took me a day to get from Prague to Tokyo、yes. and, and back.、Um, so,、uh, since you are already here, I.、Uh, Also, at the end, I wanted to give you a floor if there is、uh, something that you would、uh, like to raise or tell to our listeners, something I, I haven't asked you about, but if there is just something、um, that you would like to say.、Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you very much. And、uh, this is the first time for me to visit Prague.、Mm. And、uh, I felt that the, the, the town, city, is very beautiful. And also very organized. So it is very similar like a、uh, Japanese town, especially so,、uh, s- say that、uh, Kyoto in Japan is similar to、uh, Prague in Europe.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, I'm very happy、uh, to be invited to、uh, this wonderful seminar. Thank you very much. Thank you for your kind words. I know that in Japan there is a word omotenashi, which means uh, uh, like Japanese hospitality. And I must say that uh, uh, the level of his hospitality I enjoyed in, in Japan、uh, was really far beyond expectation. So I hope that you can enjoy some sort of、uh, Czech omotenashi while being here. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> And uh, with that, uh, Our time for today's discussion is almost up. So, and I know that your time is very precious during the summit and that you are very busy. So, thank you again, General Isobe, for spending your precious time with me and with our listeners and for sharing your perspective、uh, on today's topic. I wish you a pleasant rest of the day and a pleasant rest of your stay here in Prague in the Czech Republic. Thank you very much. As always, I would also like to thank our listeners for staying with us until the end, and I wish you too a very good rest of the day.